Hi, I'm Taylor Rabikin. And I'm Blake McMillan, and this is Streaming, Streaming and Screaming, where each week we review and discuss new music, industry news, and our new favorite tracks. Taylor, how was, how's your week been? Pretty good. There's been a lot of really good releases. I'm excited. Yeah? So, um, it's been a long week for music. It's been a long week for me personally. <laughs> But also for music, because we started off the week with the Video Music Awards on MTV. Yeah. Very monumental in the Billboard charts, because it usually launches, like, who's going to get radio time more often. And So Video of the Year was won by The Weeknd yes. for Blinding Lights. Um, for me, personally, it just kind of mm-hmm. felt like the... Um, and I saw a lot of tweets about it. Kind of seemed like the Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga Video Music Awards. It really did. They took home like what six? Awards? Seven. Seven. Seven total. Um, They're very deserving of it. That's for sure. Period. Period. <laughs> Rainami tsunami. Um, <laughs> Taylor Swift won Best Direction for the Man. As she should. Her first uh, directed video. Her di- directorial debut. Um, chef's kiss very good and I don't want any K-pop stands to come after me but BTS won a lot of awards they won best group pop pop video choreography and best K-pop which mm-hmm. when BTS dances not gonna lie they are like they're like they a, are very well choreographed yes yeah so can't fight with them there Lady Gaga took home the Tricon award yes um, it was the first time they did Tricon a highly accomplished artist across three disciplines, global music superstar, award-winning actor, and undisputed fashion icon. So those, it's not like a three, I guess just every year, they whoever wins it, they come up with three things, because um, it's not like it's gonna be the same three every year. Mm-hmm. But for her, her Tricon's like, standards was global music superstar, actor, and fashion icon. Very good. I do think of all three of those things when I think of Lady Gaga, honestly. I think of the meat dress when I think of oh. like her fashion sense. Yes. <laughs> New charts come out this week. Yes. So on the Hot 100, WAP moved down to second place. Behind Dynamite. Yes. And then Rockstar is down to number four. Just three, three weeks ago, is it number one? And now it's down to four. Blinding Lights goes from fourth to fifth. Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles is steady at seventh. And um, Before You Go by Louis Capaldi re-enters the top 10. Oh. So, and then also on the top 200, which, okay, so the Hot 100 is songs. And then the Billboard 200 is for albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, at number one is Folklore for the fifth week. Nice. Um, Legends Never Die is at number three by Juice World. Um, Hamilton has re-entered the top ten. Oh. It is at number four. And um, Hollywood, nice. Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone goes from ninth to tenth. And then Fine Line fell out of the top ten by Harry Styles. And then I was just going to give a WAP update. Um, yes. That is our new segment. Not really, but um, <laughs> WAP updates, just in case. Never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> um, so last week, previously... Previously on Streaming and Screaming, um, Taylor and I discussed WAP, and she said that she had seen a lot of things about how controversial it was to some people because two women were celebrating yeah. themselves. It's like there's sexual autonomy. 
Yeah. Talking about what they can do. And, and um, not happy about it. A lot of reporters weren't. Well, it's not at all trying to downplay that statement. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, that's weird. I haven't seen anything like that. But I saw something like that. Yeah. It's like you hear, you don't really hear about it, and then it kind of sneaks in. And I think the controversy controversy will definitely grow as it like gains traction in the charts Mm -hmm. because it's still only been out for like what three weeks Mm -hmm. and so I think as time goes on and it gains more and more popularity we're gonna see a lot more articles on like is this allowed like yeah mm -hmm. I mean a man is allowed to uh it's the same thing when when uh Who's the guy? Adam Levine? Is he Maroon 5? Yeah, Adam Levine. When Adam Levine did the Super Bowl shirtless. Yeah. And then the next year. You had Shakira Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. And everyone was like, this is disgusting. They're twerking. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, Karen. But when Adam (laughs) Levine takes his shirt off. It's fine. But like when you have Shakira and J-Lo dancing. And not only like dancing, but like including like their Hispanic culture and heritage into the halftime show. They're like, hmm. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see how that kind of news plays out as it goes on. Yeah. And then finally, Kelly Clarkson celebrated 18 year, eight, her 18 year anniversary of winning American Idol. Wow. Um, which rightfully so. She, has con- she shared the photo and she looks so di- like young. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not saying she looks old now. But she just looks so much different. She had a baby face. The um, denim outfit. Oh my god. Man. Let's just do an episode where we comb back through the early two thousands. Honestly, I would be down for it. Very um, good. But yeah, Kelly Clarkson has become an icon in her own right. Um Yeah. One of the first ever people to win, like a singing show, really, because mm-hmm. American Idol was like one of the first ones. Yeah, but um, that's really all the industry is. Not a lot of controversial things. Yeah, which I'm happy about. Very good. Yeah, We're it's all, like mostly the VMAs, and it's all just celebratory things. Yeah. So yeah, very good. We didn't even talk bad about K-pop. Wow, restrained ourselves. We did. Nice. Period. <laughs> all right, so we have some new albums that came out this past week. That I personally, I listen to them and I come through them and I thought they were pretty good. So the first one, my personal favorite, we have Western Swing and Waltzes and Other Punchy Songs by Coulter Wall. So personally, like, I'm not a huge country fan. I don't really enjoy country music most of the time. I don't listen to it on a daily basis. But there have been artists that come through and they fit in the country and like bluegrass, blues, roots revival areas. Mm-hmm. And I love it. We have like Sturgill Simpson made a like really huge surge in like 2014, 2015 area. And he got like on the charts for his music and it was more country styled. And so Colter Wall is from Europe actually. And he makes country music, which I think is very interesting in its own right, but yeah. So this album, he mostly covered like well-known folk songs or like country or like cowboy songs per se like trail songs yeah and so there's some good ones my brother is really into that kind of music and there's this one song big iron which is like it's also a very big meme Mm -hmm. in like different places on the internet but he covered Coulter Wall covered that song which was kind of funny 
But yeah, it's really good, easy listening. If you like country music or like you remember listening to it as a kid, it'd be a great way to get back into it, listen to it. I got you. It's uh, Orville Peck. Yes. He's like a gay country artist. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of whenever you played that for me. Yes. I am all for. I love Orville Peck. And I love seeing, like, young country artists, like, retaking, like, the country music and the genre and kind of turning it back into what it was originally intended to be. Yeah. Rather than the stadium country and, like, the country that kind of panders now. Which, okay, history lesson. For, <laughs> and it's, um, I love to, I don't know if I mentioned it in my last episode, but I love to talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, and she is credited for the downfall of country music because oh I, love, I love what she did with the Red Album. The Red, Red Album was experimental country pop. Mm-hmm. And whenever that was so successful, everyone in the country music industry followed suit. Mm-hmm. And now Luke Bryan. Oh, my goodness. Has uh, really peaked trying to really get into that niche market. And I don't like it. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. There's, there's very interesting theories, which I could talk about probably for hours about how, like, Country music has been on the fall since like the early 2000s, like especially in the 2000, 2001 area, it started to go downhill. But it's like, I'm really glad it's making a really nice resurgence. Yeah. And like, we're starting to get back to like, kind of what country music was not really originally intended to be, but like what you think of when you think of country music. Yeah. Tim McGraw. Yeah. <laughs> when I think of country music, which, okay, I'm from the South, so mm-hmm. I have, like, just grown up uh, surrounded by country music more than I would like to admit. <laughs> um, I know every country song ever, and it's, like, the worst superpower I have. Um, Hank Williams Jr.? Yeah. Have you ever listened to him? I, I actually really like Hank Williams Jr., yes. Uh, I, it's what I think of when I think of country music. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. But. He definitely has that certain twang, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, after Coulter Wall's album, we have Rue um, by Girl in Red. The new single, Girl in Red, just released this past Thursday or Friday. So, it's pretty good. I'm a huge fan of Girl in Red. I'm like, you know, the memes where it's like, does she, you know, listen to Girl in Red? Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is, like, I think it's really great. Girl in Red was, like, huge. Like, she came out huge last fall or so. Last, kind of, like, yeah, last fall because she released We Fell in Love in October. And just one after another releasing women-loving women love songs. Period. And they're so good. Like, they hit so hard. Inclusivity in the industry is very, like, even, like, in television, like, you get black people on the screen and then you get, gay men on the screen mm-hmm. and and so for some communities those are big steps but then like black women are left yeah wondering okay so who's gonna represent me yeah on like screen you have black women you have trans people as a whole you have lesbians bi women mm-hmm. even bi men yeah and so you have all, like you think you're which in some ways tv stations and even in music like I was telling someone, like, 
you know, three of my favorite artists are Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, and Alanis Morissette. And I told someone, like, a few months ago, like, Alanis Morissette had the record for the youngest woman to win a Grammy at mm-hmm. the age of 20. And then Taylor Swift beat her record by being the youngest woman to win a Grammy at the age of 19. Yeah. And then Billie Eilish beat Taylor's record for being the youngest woman to win an album of the year at the age of 18. And so I was like, all three of three of my favorite artists beating each other. Yeah. Kind of an iconic thing. And I was like, it's really, ex-, I told this person, I was like, it's very exciting because they were all women. And they were yeah. like, well, they were all white women. And mm. and I was like, well, you're right. Like, I didn't think of yeah. it. And that's just me being a white man, seeing yeah. it from my perspective. It's like, it's white people, we have our privilege, and we think, like, having three women that were, like, super young, winning albums are great. It's, like, mm-hmm. amazing. But then you also think about, like, how many black women have won Grammy Awards? Yeah. Like, you can think of Beyonce, but who else? Yeah. And so to, like, Girl in Red mm-hmm. for her, her too. Yeah. Like, because when I think of gay artists, the only people that come to mind are like Troy Sivan mm-hmm. and uh, Conan Gray. And so yeah. it's just men for me. So it's like, but yeah. So Girl in Red, like coming out and making like explicitly gay music, like it is meant to be gay and you can tell that it is gay from mm-hmm. the lyrics. Yeah. It's like, that is, that is amazing. Yeah. And I'm glad that she's making waves for that. Yeah. But yeah, Rue is really good. It kind of follows the formulaic where she like it's very similar to we fell in love in october or girlfriend but it's like it has its own right and all of her music has like a very unique sound because it's bedroom pop Mm -hmm. so it's very like lo-fi but it's also very good like quality i guess i just haven't been aware of it Mm -hmm. but like bedroom pop just is there's a i feel like there's a lot more coming out this year or maybe i just didn't pay attention in previous years i think bedroom pop's definitely been on the rise for the past probably five years Mm -hmm. i'd say yeah five or six years because you kind of get the movement started in your like 2014 2015 areas when like tumblr was on the rise yeah and you start seeing artists put up music on tumblr and so you have like your stereotypical alternative and then like that sound kind of evolved into bedroom pop because these kids wanted like a softer tone, but it's also music you can make yourself at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Which is like really cool. Um, Apple Music curates a playlist called In My Room and it's bedroom pop. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going through and there's a lot of, have you listened to Alexander 23? I think I've listened to some of his music. Is he the one that does IDKU yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. He... I found him because of that playlist. Um, Yes. But there's a lot of artists that now have, like, kind of, like, Gracie Abrams. She Mm -hmm. is such a spectacular artist. And she is, for me, the most listened to, like, bedroom pop artist I would consider that I listen to. Yeah. Um, Also, Sasha Sloan. I'm sorry. I'm just going (laughs) to talk about my favorite. And then there's, like, songs that I didn't consider to be bedroom pop that are on this playlist. Like, just because they come from mainstream pop artists. Mm -hmm. Like, there's Ghost In by Ariana Grande, which is her song about Mac Miller's death. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Just things that I've heard before. Phoebe Bridgers is on here. Mm -hmm. Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish is on here. Yeah, I definitely think, like, the bedroom pop genre fits, like, not only, like, a sound, but also a certain like 
not qualification per se, but like vibe where you're like, usually they're very indie up and coming artists. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I feel like a lot of like very big artists like Ariana Grande has, and probably more will like try and capitalize on that sound because it's like a very huge demographic listens to it. Like it's like teenagers. Mm -hmm. It's like Um, Rue is on this playlist. Yeah. Period. Very good. The epitome of bedroom pop, Girl in Red. She really do be. But yeah. All right. So after Girl in Red, I have Energy by Disclosure. Disclosure. I'm like, man, I honestly, I didn't like this album very much. Like, I've loved Disclosure's music in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think they were trying to do something more experimental with this album. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of, like, very, like, vague dance beats. There's a lot of Afro beats, which I thought was very cool and interesting. For me, the it was weird to listen and find that there was a B side mm-hmm. to the the album. Yeah, because that's usually you only see that like if you're going onto a streaming platform and you you find a record on there that has a a B side, it's usually because that was the standard at in that era. Uh, so like you'll open up a Beatles album on Apple Music or Spotify yeah. and it has a B-side and that's only because back in the day mm-hmm. m- most albums had B-sides. Yeah. So for Disclosure to do a B-side, oh, whether for it to be an aesthetic thing, I don't know. It was yeah. just I get it and like I think like when you see like like the singles mm-hmm. and you have the B-side usually it's like they need to find another song to put on the other side of that record because you have your like single or your hit on the top. Yeah. And so maybe Disclosure was trying to do something like that where they're like, okay, we have like the hits, let's put like the lesser ones or the ones that we think people want to like kind of dig for mm-hmm. um, on the B side. Yeah, that's just like okay. a... Yeah, it was a very interesting stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. Most artists will just do like a separate LP mm-hmm. or EP. Yeah. So, but yeah, this was very cool. I especially liked, of course, um, the song they did with Khalid was really good, and it got radio time. Khalid could breathe on any track, and it would just be a banger. You're right. Let's be honest. But yes, let me pull it up here. Yeah, because the deluxe version has all the extra music on it, and so we have like. I especially liked Birthday, which featured Kalani. Mm, I was about to talk about that. Mm-hmm, that All was right. a good album, or a good song. But yeah, they had a lot of like really big names feature on this, mm-hmm. which was very it's interesting. A, a lot of features on the record. There's like, you have Kellis mm-hmm. of like Milkshake fame. You have Mick Jenkins. You have a lot of like very European artists, or like artists that usually aren't in the American charts mm-hmm. also, but there's Kalani, Sid, Common is in one of the songs, which I think is very cool. And then of course there's Khalid. But yeah, yeah. Well, that's a very interesting artist. It's definitely, so like last week we were talking about experimental pop. Yes. So where would you rank it on the spectrum? I'd say, I definitely think Disclosure falls more in like the electronica dance music area. Yeah. Like, so when people think of Lady Gaga, they usually think of like dance music. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a very big distinction between like dance pop and like actual dance music. Mm -hmm. Because like you see this huge surgence or like, yeah, huge rise in the 80s of like dance music and like house. What it's like the genre technically is like 
and it's like instrumental beats that are like just you can play in a club and people will dance to it because they're like drunk or like yeah on drugs or something <laughs> and so like i think disclosure is like disclosure is cool because you're like bringing that to the mainstream yeah and so i'm like yeah it's pretty cool bringing awareness to that genre yeah almost. um yeah it's very nice so then next we have the third gleam by the avett brothers which i think is like the avett brothers is like a smaller they're a folk trio mm-hmm. and so very cool music it's very like like I said before, it kind of falls under the same genre as Coulter Wall, mm-hmm. where it's like almost country, but it's roots revival, bluegrass, that kind yeah. of stuff, which I I personally really enjoy. It's kind of my guilty pleasure. I, I just, kind of, sorry. Oh no, I just kind of like sit back. I'm like, listen to my bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of read this album like a rock album. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. It wasn't, for me, the mm-hmm. tone of it just wasn't what I usually, I'm not saying I'm, mm-hmm not open to it it's just not where i usually go i think i definitely categorize this album under like folk or folk rock Mm -hmm. just because usually folk focuses more on the story-based aspect of the lyrics and they definitely went hard on that yeah like every single song tells a very distinct and clear story the imagery is very well produced yeah um and definitely like you were saying there is a a major difference between rock and folk rock Mm -hmm. because rock can turn into screamo, yeah. folk rock. And it's like, there's so many different subdivisions of rock, obviously, so like, usually you think of rock music as like, you can think of like your 80s rock, which is usually very stereotypical, or like modern rock, which is a little different, but then you come into your subdivision, so there's like pop rock, punk rock, and then there's folk rock, which is like mm-hmm. the fusion of the two. Yeah. And so like, you implement those electronic instruments or electric instruments but with the same storytelling aspects of folk. Yeah. And it's super cool. It's yeah. Cool things, yeah. But yeah, I really like the storytelling on this album. Just every song paints a very clear, distinct picture. And that's usually what I look for when I listen to music. Yeah. Like, I'm listening more to the lyrics sometimes than I am the actual music, because that's what I, like, identify with most, you know? Yeah. But Yeah. So then finally, which I was really excited for this one. We I've have, been waiting for this I've one. I've been waiting for this one. Turn it up. We have CTV3, Cool Tape Volume 3, which is by Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. I'm like, man. Jaden is constantly doing so many different things at mm-hmm. once. He always has a million side projects going on. And so like the CTV um, series has been going on for a couple years. So like CTV... Two came out, I think a couple, yeah, it came out in 2014. And so this is like the return. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of really good songs on this. I'm looking at, so I, this is honestly the first thing by him I've listened to. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm, look, I'm looking at his older songs. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of interesting because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, so there's one called E R Y S. Oh yeah. Uh, an album by him. Um, S Y R E, and then you have C T V three, which, in the title of C T V three, like, it says Cool Tape Volume three. So I know what that stands for. But there's just a lot of random letters, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't hate it. Yeah. It's I'm just, just kind of like. I'm on the outskirts of the fandom, so I don't know what's going. I don't know what we're yeah. talking about. I think. Um, Usually, so Willow and Jaden 
usually collaborate on a lot of their music together, obviously, because they're siblings. Mm-hmm. But um, I think both of them, like, the goal for both of them is to be, like, as obscure as possible. Yeah. Because Jaden is very, like, out there, and people are usually like, what's up with this dude? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so I really like, like, that's kind of his persona, his aura he gives off in his music, too. But, it like, he keeps it very authentic at the same time. Yeah. Honestly, the last thing I've heard about Jaden Smith was that he responded to Shane Dawson. Oh, yeah. When that video came out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Jaden's, his rise in the music industry has been very interesting. Like, started releasing music, and then he had, like, very, like, huge, like, social movements, too, which was really cool that he tied to his music. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he was like, you know... I want to be considered more like gender non-conforming or like as a I want to be a gender neutral artist. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily want to be considered like a man and stuff. And I think that's very interesting, very cool. And Willow has done the same thing. Like they're both they've taken on this like very cool nuanced look on like music and gender and yeah. like genres as a whole, which is very interesting. So okay, now I feel bad. What is what are Jaden Smith's pronouns? I believe Jaden uses he, him, they, them. Okay. Because I've just, yeah. you scared me for a second. <laughs> I was like, I just recorded myself <laughs> saying he. Yes. So I'm pretty sure the last thing I heard, it was he, him, and they, them. But yeah. And it's very cool because like, he's very open about his sexuality too. And I think like all of that's very reflective of his music or reflected in his music. Yeah. So for me, I loved the record. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have a more informed you have been following Jaden. Yeah. So as a, would you, okay, so, like for me, as a Swifty, mm-hmm. when Taylor Swift puts out a new album, yeah, I go through this thing for the first few weeks, and I'm like, this is the pinnacle of her career. And yeah. then it, and then I look back, and I'm like, okay, well, nothing's going to out-chart 1989. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So as I definitely, a, I really liked ERYS when it came out, because, like, Tyler the Creator was featured on it. It's some really Willow was featured on it a lot. ASAP Rocky. So you had some really good collabs, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy in his music. But this album, CTV Three, had some like really really good like had a nice like ambiance to it. You know, mm-hmm. like I could just sit there and like listen to it on repeat. Yeah, and I would just enjoy it every time because it's so like it's so smooth. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to take in. Which I like. Yeah. I think, like, some artists, like, in this area where they're more, like, avant-garde, in a sense, they try and make their music less digestible for people. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, that superiority complex where they're, like, you know, like, I only want, like, elite people to listen to my music. Like, I only want them to understand and enjoy it. But Jaden, like, he, like, completely rejects that. Like, he's, like, you know, like, he's an indie artist and, like... Like, you know, indie in the sense where he's very under the radar. And so he's like, I just want my music, like, to be enjoyed. Well, speaking of him being under the radar, (laughs) he is featured on the Apple Music One list with, like, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. So he's on there this week. That's, see, he's definitely, I'm glad he's been gaining traction. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. So it's really nice to see. But yeah, so that's what I had for the albums I listened to this week. And relating to that, our up-and-coming artist, I put Girl in Red. 
And so we already kind of talked to about her and stuff. Like, she's very like explicitly making gay music, which I love. She's actually Norwegian, which is very interesting. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that either. Yeah, her name is Marie Ulven Ringheim. Um, yeah. And I, I thought about the because the two male artists that I used were Troye Sivan and Conan Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Troy would fall closer to Girl in Red. Girl in Red, mm-hmm. since she is making explicitly queer music. Yeah. Troy does not shy away from like using mm-hmm. like saying he like when he yeah. talks about his Conan is bisexual. So I think <laughs> a lot of his songs can be regarded it can they can be like either way. Yeah. You don't it's very open-ended. Yeah. Um, and which I enjoy. Mhm. Cuz you can like anybody can interpret it the way they want. Yeah, but Girl in Red Obviously, she's is. like, this is about a girl. Yeah. This is for sure about a girl. Yeah. Yes. And I really like that. And it's really cool because, like, she writes all her music. She produces her music. It's really cool. Yeah. It's, like, very nice to. And I think you see that in a lot of bedroom pop artists. Obviously, like, they produce and write all, like, most or all of their music. Because yeah. it's, like, that's, like, the essence of indie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I really like it. So then going on, we have the throwback of the week. I'm like on a theme, I think, this week with like LGBT artists. Maybe. Um, I'm not mad. But I have Modern Love by David Bowie for my yes. throwback of the week. <sighs> I, David Bowie is one of my favorite artists. He cannot create a bad song, Period. in my opinion. Like, I was a little like wary when Blackstar came out in like 2014. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. But then I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, this is so sad, but it's good. But um, Modern Love came out in the 80s. Um, he produced it with one of the dudes from the band Chic, um, which is like funk, dance music, like mm-hmm. disco. And so they went into the studio, and he was like, originally David Bowie was like, let's make a more like out there, like avant-garde album, one that's like, you know, like, I want to, like, kind of stray from my pop image. Uh-huh. And then they make Modern Love, which is the opener on the album, and he goes, no, I want to make another commercial album. And they crank it out in, like, some insane time. It's either 9 or 19 days. But it was, like, a really short amount of time, like, less than two weeks. And so they went, they recorded it. Modern Love is great. The lyrics, like, Bowie's been kind of, like, vague on, like, the intentions of the song, but, like... It's really cool listening to it. Like, when I think of it, I think of, like, someone's running to a church to, like, either get to who they're marrying or they're going to interrupt a wedding because they, like, love the groom or bride mm-hmm. and they don't want them to get married. Um, but, like, the lyrics are super cool. Um, there's, like, inklings of, like, you know, rejecting, like, typical religious things and beliefs in marriage and love. It's, very, it's a very cool, very ahead-of-its-time song. And it's, um, Bowie said when he wrote it, he was inspired by, like, Little Richard mm, yeah. um, and, like, all these artists, like, like original rock artists of the 50s. Yeah. Where you had, like, your saxophone, your piano, like, the call and response music. Very cool. It's very interesting. Yeah. All right, and then we have our upcoming music. Um, so Lana Del Rey previously said that Kim Trails Over the Country Club will come out in late September. Yes. And then earlier this week said that it would come out 
today on September 5th, mm -hmm. and it is not here. It is not out yet. So maybe she'll release it later today? Maybe. Hopefully. We can review it next week, if not. Yeah. And then <clears throat> Kelsey Ballerini just announced um, a stripped-back album. So her last album was called Kelsey. Mm -hmm. So this next album is called Ballerini. Um, and it's supposed to be here later this month. Yeah, so hopefully it gets here soon. In the vein of American Idol winners, Lauren <laughs> Elena will be releasing an EP, Getting Over Him. It's exciting. Yeah, I, I, I was really excited. I was obviously like really little when that season was out, mm -hmm. but I was like, I'm rooting for you, Lauren Elena. Period. Little like eight-year-old me. Yeah. Then um, the Rolling Stones is reissuing reissuing Goat's Head Soup which is like, Rolling Stones are always a very solid, you know? Yeah. Very good staple in any, like, music aficionado's of discography. Course, yeah. yeah. And then finally we have Declan McKenna, Zeros. And like, I'm a huge fan of Declan McKenna. He released Brazil in like the early 20-teens. Um, but it's a he's a very substantial, like, alternative artist and mm -hmm. like, indie artist. So it'll be exciting to see what he does with this album. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's all we have. That's what we have for the week. Not much, but yeah, pretty substantial. Kind of hard to follow up. Our the, huge pilot. It will be hard. Yeah, our hour-long pilot. It's <laughs> going to be even harder after. So we had the very long pilot, and this week we mm -hmm. had the VMAs. Yeah. Next week, not really a lot going. <laughs> not much to look forward to. Yeah. Um. Oh, and. I didn't talk about this, but the iHeartRadio Awards were yesterday. Oh. And they weren't, like, hugely advertised mm -hmm. because it didn't ha like, it wasn't like the VMAs. The VMAs were in person. Yeah. iHeartRadio Awards was just kind of like. Yeah, because usually, like, I know they try and, like, like do, like, sweepstakes to fly people out to the iHeartRadio Awards. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like this year, there's more restrictions, so it'd be more under the radar. Yeah, and I haven't watched very closely, so I'm not sure. But uh, usually it's in March, so I don't know if it just got postponed. Yeah. Um, and now it's September, and they're like, okay, well. Like, eh. I bet I feel like probably in March they postponed it to the fall because mm -hmm. they thought COVID would be over, <laughs> and it's, it's not. Just still raging. Um. But they ended up not really doing anything major for it. They just mm -hmm. announced the winners on Instagram. Yeah. So. So it's just more under the radar. And I think you'll see that with some of the smaller music awards yeah. now. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it. Um, also, if you're listening to this, if you like our podcast, if you are on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars down below. A compliment's always really nice. <laughs> I think we're done here. Yes. All right. <laughs> Streaming and Screaming was hosted by Blake McMillan and Taylor Rabigus and produced by Blake McMillan. You can find
find out more about this show on Instagram at screaming.pod.